Hello, and welcome to the Federal Contracting Made Easy podcast, where we take the complex world of government contracting and break it into simple steps that any small business owner can master. Now, let me introduce your host, Nancy Byerly. And thank you for joining us today. Today, we're going to talk about some things that some viewers have sent in to us, some questions that they have. So a lot of the questions are, as somebody that's new to government contracting and you're bidding and you're bidding and you're bidding and you don't seem to be getting anywhere. So let's talk about some things that you may want to consider at this point. One, you could consider finding another company that's experienced in government contracting and hooking up with them and seeing if that is going to work. Or two, you can look at some subcontracting opportunities. There's a lot of subcontracting opportunities out there, and it's kind of nice to see those. Okay? So let's talk about some of those opportunities. Where do you find people to do subcontracts with? That's a good question, but there's a lot of resources out there available to you. So one of them is SBA, Small Business Administration. They actually have what's called a subnet database where large prime contractors are looking for subcontractors to bid on work. That's one area that you can do. The other area that you can look at is on the actual prime contractor's website. If you know a prime contractor that could use your services, or your products, you can contact them directly. A lot of times on there, they're looking for suppliers to supply parts or assemblies for them. And you can go to their websites and find those things. So that's another way that you can do that. The third way is just reach out and contact these people and see if you can get a contract. Now, I've had a lot of people contacting me saying, well, Nancy, I don't have any, I don't, you know, I just started my business. I don't have any commercial work. To me, that's a hindrance. You need to have some commercial work if you're going to do government contracting. And the reason for that is they want to see some past performance. Yes, you have past performance from your experience as a business owner, but the company itself does not have business experience, and that's a problem. A lot of times a contracting officer is not going to go ahead and risk their warrant because you did not have the actual experience. The business itself doesn't have the experience. And so you want to look at different ways that you can gain experience by doing that. Now, the, if you used, if you saw some of my videos that I had out, uh, especially on YouTube, one of them was on USA Spending, how to find past contracts. You can go in there and find out who currently has a multiple award contract. You can reach out to that individual company and say, hey, are you looking for subcontractors? All companies are generally looking for subcontractors for one reason or another. Maybe they had bad luck with a sub. Maybe they've grown so much and they need to increase their pool of subs to be able to be more competitive and to win contracts. So you want to look at those different ways of going out there and trying to get your foot into the marketplace. If you have any questions, please just chat them down. We'll go ahead and look at those. 
um, as I'm talking. The other thing I want to talk about is what I've trends I have seen in the government in the last few years. And I've seen this probably over the last five years is the government is moving away from smaller contracts. And so it's getting more and more difficult for small businesses that don't have any experience to get into federal contracting because the government's going to larger IDIQ type vehicles. IDIQ, for those that don't know, are indefinite delivery, indefinite quantity contracts. The government's using those larger avenues as a way to save time, money, and resources. And that's what it boils down to. Does that mean everything's going to go IDIQ or to these larger contracts? No, not everything can go to these larger contracts. But it just means that you're, gonna, you're facing a tougher time than a company, say, 10 years ago that was trying to get into these actual marketplaces and to do these types of, of work. If you're a brand new 8A contractor, you're going to have a little bit harder time than your predecessors. And that's just a fact of life. It's today's market. A lot of people are going into government contracting. They see the benefit. It's a very competitive marketplace. And if you're not competitive or you don't have a strategy in place to be competitive, your chances of winning a contract are not going to be that great. Now, I've tried to provide a lot of resources to help you be competitive in the marketplace, and we're going to continue to do that, and we're going to concentrate on that in the future. Some people said, well, how do I get help with my actual bidding? And I'm not going to say, I'm not the expert in bidding. Bidding was never, bidding and writing proposals is not my expertise. But I do have resources available, and I will be providing you with actual information on how to go about bidding on these contracts. So if you see something that you like, let me know. If you have con uh, comments, let me know. I know some people have been reaching out. Thank you very much for those. I'd like to thank my community for supporting around me. It's been great. This is, it's kind of one-sided when you talk on a podcast and you talk on YouTube, you don't get the interaction that you would say if you were doing a presentation at a conference where you actually get more feedback at that direct point. So the only way I know what you guys are interested in is by providing comments. So I want to encourage you all to comments. I'm trying to build a community for you to help you get to where you want to be in the coming years and to meet your goals. So let's go back to the trends a little bit, um, and we can hopefully do something there. The trends are going that way. Now, you can have an influence on those trends. You can contract contact your congressional and say, hey, I've seen this trend. I've seen this trend where a lot of this, a lot of, Contracts are going to these larger and larger IDIQs, which is making it impossible for very small businesses or micro businesses to be able to get into the government contracting market marketplace. You can contact your SBA representative as another avenue. They're not going to have a whole lot of pull, but if you contract the SBA advocacy department, they will, they can look into that and see the trends themselves. If you can build your case, it'd be better. Or talk to the ombudsman, that's even a better choice. Now let's go back and talk about how to find some subcontracts. Because subcontracting, I haven't gone into in any of the podcasts 
or any of the YouTube. We have not discussed subcontracts. And subcontracts is a really great way people get their foot in the door. I've had a contractor that um, he just graduated from the AD program, oh, I'd say about uh, five months ago. And when he came in, he did 30 years as nothing but a subcontractor. 30 years as a subcontractor. And he he went into got into the 8A program. And then it took him a while, but he was able to finally, towards the end of the program, get his first few contracts. And so, I mean, he was doing a lot of a lot of prime contracting, but it not with the DOD where he was doing a lot of the subcontracting work. So he was able to get in there and to penetrate that market and to do quite well for himself. So let's talk about ways you can do that. Number one is you've got to spend some time and do some research. Now, we talked about USA spending. If you remember that, USA spending, there's a video that uh, has that on there on my YouTube channel, how do you use USA spending. We'll also be coming up on Friday's episode. I'm going to go over a quick overview of that, and then I'm going to talk about how to find opportunities before they come out on FedBizOps and they're announced. If you can find an opportunity before it's announced, especially if you're an 8A firm, you can get a chance to get out there and get with that contracting officer and possibly get that set aside for you. And we're going to talk about that on Friday's episode. So stay tuned for that. That's coming up. But let's get back to the topic at hand, and that is how do I reach out to these, these contractors? Most of the time, you just can't reach out. You're going to have to show them. They're going to want to know what your past performance is. And they're going to have to have that vetted. So if you don't have any federal work experience, and you don't have any commercial work experience, you're going to be very hard to get your foot in the door in subcontracting, just as you are with prime contracting. Go out and get some small commercial jobs. I know a lot of contractors don't want to hear that, but you need to have some type of work experience coming in. Then go approach these contractors, and then they can help you with the process, they'll walk you through. You know, you tell them, I've never done government contracting before. They'll say, okay, you need to provide us with this. And a lot of times they'll walk you through the steps you need. In construction, you've got to have certified payroll. If you've never done certified payroll before, how do you do it? They're going to walk you through that process. They're going to walk you through and tell you, this is how you do bids. Because the better you can help them, the more they're going to help you. But don't walk in and tell them, hey, I'm a small business. You need to give me a contract. That doesn't work. doesn't work in the government field at all. And you wouldn't do that on the commercial side. You wouldn't walk in and say, give me a contract. You would have to bid on that contract and go through that bidding process. So the more experience you have in the bidding, the better off you're going to be in the long run. Does that make sense? So where do you get this, this experience? And there's some, there's some resources that are available that are fairly cheap. I know there's one resource that's about $15 a month that's called Smartsheets. I'm not sponsored by them. I haven't used them myself. But if you go out there, Smartsheets, they actually have a way for you to do the estimate for your proposal. Go out and take a look at them, Smartsheets.com. And you can find out there, they have a, a work a spreadsheet 
that you can download that you can fill in. Now, when you're bidding on government contracting, there's two things you need to be aware of on the employees as far as your labor goes, and that's on the, you know, your labors, your employees. The first one is the Davis-Bacon wages. That applies to construction. You have to use Davis-Bacon wages. You can go to departmentoflabor.gov and find that out, what the actual current labor rates are for the industry that you're in. You also have to be familiar with your overhead rate. What is your overhead rate? Your overhead rate is all other expenses that aren't directly involved in producing your product or service. So if you were bidding on a contract and the contract was for widgets, everything outside of the widgets, actual building of that widget, would be considered your overhead as part of your overhead and we computed to an overhead rate. And we'll have a video on that in the upcoming. When you look at your overhead rate, it's going to be a percentage usually of the total cost that you have for your overhead. So overhead is everything that doesn't count. The electric, your, so your utilities that for the office that you're in, you're going to look at the marketing expenses that you have. You're going to look at the uh, phone services that you have. Anything that's not directly involved in producing a product or service is going to fall in there. The other thing I get asked a lot is, do you have to be DCAA approved? And so you don't know is DCAA. So Defense Contractor um, Agency actually does what's called a DCAA audit and during the generally will not flow through until you hit a threshold. And it's the threshold varies a little bit by industry, but I'd say 750,000. So if you're not doing a contract at that amount, then you're probably not going to fall in. DCA also only applies to generally DOD contracts. It doesn't apply to GSA, Department of Interior, Department of Commerce, those types of contracts. Makes sense? Cool. All right. So we've gone through quite a bit of different things. We're going to try to do this every Wednesday. So if you have questions that you would like on next week's show, please um, send them to me. You can reach me at nancy at firelyenterprises.com or you can Put them on chat or comments. Any which way, y'all know how to reach out and get to me. You probably know the social media better than I do. And we'll go ahead and, and try doing this, and I'll try to answer your questions as we go. That pretty much covers all the topics I had for today. Does anybody have any topic before I let y'all go? Okay, I don't see anything. So if that's it, well, until next week, we'll see you later. And thanks a lot. Bye.